For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. We're back and better than ever. It was a great weekend of football, and all eyes will be on the gridiron tonight for Monday Night Football. Um, what a start it's been, like both college and the NFL. Uh, as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all NFL and college football action. With the new website and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promotional code NFL100 altogether. Bet Online is the fastest and easy way, easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Episode 50 of the podcast welcomes Eric Piccioni, former kicker for Northwestern State University, founder of Kickers of Earth, and author of The Art of Kicking. Eric, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing today, man? I'm amazing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's you're someone I really just met. Uh, sometimes I bring on old friends like last week, and sometimes it's guys I met recently, but you are someone I met less than a month ago. Uh, but we shared similar paths, and that's how they crossed. And um, I looked you up, you know, because I loved your catchy kickers of earth uh, social media handle. Um, and, you know, like I, I really liked the fact that I learned quickly you were a soccer player and you discovered kicking in high school with the soccer background. Obviously, we, we have a pretty good idea how to hit it with our foot. And you also gave up soccer for for kicking uh, in college. So I'd like you to share your high school experience, uh, specifically the coaches you trained with, um, kicking coaches, uh, the camps you may have attended, and uh, what you feel was the most effective way in getting you to the next level. Yeah. So I guess it kind of started, I mean, I, I had a, a brief stint uh, in middle school, but it was it was more just like, who can kick a ball? And I was kind of the guy that could kick it the best. But um, going into freshman year of high school, I actually didn't even play football. Cause I just, you know, I, I like soccer, but as this year went on, I started to like pay more attention to the football team. And they're just like, I was, I was kind of blown away that that was like the starting varsity kicker. You know, I was just like, I could do that. You know, I was, I was looking around at like some of the other kickers on the team just during warmups, I'd go to a few games and I was just, I was telling all my friends, you know, I, I could do the same thing. And they're like, you know, Oh, like, that's funny. You know, you're just, you're the soccer guy. And then one day I just brought some footballs out to the practice field when no one was watching. And I was just hitting a few, uh, my friends, I texted them later said, Hey, you know, come, come help me out. I'm kind of tired of like running down to grab the footballs and coming back. So it was probably like 
maybe an hour session, just one sporadic day. And I think one of the coaches noticed and asked me to, you know, come, come try out um, like next month. And I ended up, you know, giving it a go kind of towards the end of my freshman year and, you know, made like 10 out of 10 from 30 yards, you know, just like a trial run. And uh, he was like, all right, well, sweet. You are now a high school kicker. So um, I was just, I was just enjoying it for a long time, but I was very raw. Like I was, you know, your traditional, like heavy crunch kicker where you just bend down really bad. And I just had a strong leg, but I was never extremely accurate. So I just, just kind of did whatever I felt was natural. Um, and then I went to, I, I played my sophomore year and went to a kicking camp out in Houston. Uh, first one I had ever went to just wanted to see what it was all about. Um, ended up doing pretty well. I, I didn't miss a kick. Uh, I went back to 55 yards and just won the camp. Uh, I, I think I won all three categories too, but it was just hilarious because I just did what I, you know, I thought everyone was kind of in the same ballpark, but these are guys that have been going to camps for years already. And I had realized, man, I'm kind of behind the curve on this thing. Like I've, I, I'm a sophomore and these guys have been going since they were like sixth, seventh graders. Um, and, and going to all these different camps and getting all these coaching. So I'm like, God, I got some ground to cover. And um, I went to maybe two or three other camps my sophomore year just to see how it went. Um, same thing, you know, it's just just to see what other people out there in the world, you know, preach or, or talked about. And I, I started to really like it. You know, it was, it was good to get competitive, you know, environments and everything like that. But um, junior, rolled, junior year rolled around and, you know, I was just, a little bit better than I was the year before. I was just still doing it more for fun. And my junior, I don't, I don't, I didn't have like the best season, but I was still happy with my performance, but I wanted more, you know, I wanted to, to really give this thing a go. And I went really crazy with the camps, went to a lot of college camps, a handful of local camps, went to other ones around the, around the nation. And it was one of the last college camps my junior year I went to the University of Houston one I did like a, a tour I think I went to like LSU and some other ones but I ended up finishing at University of Houston which is really close to my house um, and I was kind of surprised because there was at least like five or six kicking coaches there it looked like they were competing to like talk to all the kickers it was pretty interesting but I was doing some kickoffs outside with the whole all the campers and one of the coaches um, pulled me aside and was kind of talking to my ear and saying, Hey, you know, I love the, the way that you're, you're kicking it right now. I just maybe want to try this and see how that goes. And sure enough, it was like magic. You know, I just added like five yards to my kickoff. I was like, whoever that guy was, was awesome. Uh, Cause I, you know, I wasn't paying attention at the time, but as the camp started to wrap up, I was like looking at all the coaches, they were doing their, you know, final talk. I noticed one of the coaches had one arm and I was like, who is that guy? That guy, does he play? He, was he a kicker? And like, I started to talk to him at the end and his name was Nick Gatto and super nice guy, like very personal, um, you know, pulled me to the side, like really he's Italian. So he's real, real expressive. And uh, it was, it was awesome. And he said, yeah, I coach kickers out in the Houston area. Um, we got a lot of guys, good group, you know, coming out every other Sunday, you should come out. And this is Saturday when he told me, so the camp is the next day. And I was like, all right, well, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. So let me see what this is all about. Ended up, you know, going out and kind of met everyone. And it was probably, 
15 other guys. And it was, it was something that I had never experienced. I thought it was quite literally just camps. Like you just go to camps and then for the next two months, you're just on your own, just doing whatever to get better. And I, I was blown away with the amount of quality instruction that he had. It was like, I had been living under a rock for my whole kicking career. And he basically just added at least like half a second to my kickoffs added five yards to them as well. And I was just like, it was like, I took the red pill and I was just seeing a whole different world of, of football kicking and uh, I was hooked. So I was going to him without missing a single session for pretty much the rest of my career up until I went off to college. But, you know, throughout that time, uh, I, I, I did go to other camps more so just to get like film. Uh, I wasn't really going for a ranking, you know, they, they do push rankings and everything, but it was more so just to, just to get myself in front of other coaches, maybe see if they say something different uh, and get some film online because I wanted to make sure I had like a good web presence where if college coaches were to look me up, they would, they would know that I went to this guy, went to that guy and this and that. And so I'd have enough of like an online resume so that they would know, you know, this guy has been to other guys. He, he has a good, like I said, online presence. So um, did really well ju- senior year. I was very happy with my performance. You know, of course, thanks to Nick, I was just going to him all the time. And first I would go to him and then throughout the weeks uh, in between, I would just work my butt off to try to improve on the things that he taught me because, you know, information that's not applied is basically just wasted information. Sure. So uh, throughout that time, you know, it's constantly working at it and, and ended up doing really well, you know, got all district, all County, um, you know, and all that fun stuff, but kind of rolling around to the end, I was really nervous because I had a semester left and I had no, I guess, place to call home. I didn't really know where I was going to go. Um, so I went to a camp in Vegas to try to see if I could, you know, do well there. And I had only been to this person maybe two times. So my ranking, you know, with him wasn't great. So I went there, ended up winning the kickoff camp. Um, And I was thinking they were going to roll out the red carpet. Alabama was going to come with like flowers and say, Hey, you know, welcome to Alabama. You're now uh, on full scholarship and all this stuff. I thought it was going to be like, okay, now I won, you know, everything is great from here on. And it did not work out that way. Uh, I might've had like two, maybe three coaches reach out. Um, but I did have a junior college out in Brenham, Texas say, Hey, you know, we, we love your stuff. Your name has been brought up a few times from other coaches. We'd love for you to take a tour of the campus. And I, I started, you know, thinking about that because I always thought, you know, I'm going D1, like no matter what, I'm going to go to this big school like Baylor, TCU or wherever else. And that's my only option, you know, and shortly after I I did go on visits to those schools, but it was apparent that I wouldn't play until I was at least a a junior because they both had like really high quality kickers. One of them was like a Lou Groza finalist and all this stuff. And it was either I go be the number four guy for a top program or the number one guy for another elite program, you know, somewhere else, like a smaller school, but I'd, st- I'd be able to play at that, at that university or, or school. So I started talking with Nick and, you know, come to find out he went to Blinn junior college. Um, and he, he mentioned it was a great opportunity. 
And I started to really think about it after like a week, I decided to at least give it a visit. And, you know, I really liked the campus and, and kind of was, was impressed with how many people came from junior college to get to the next level. So, you know, I took like a non-traditional route and decided, you know, let me, let me give this a go and, and, and see where it takes me. So I ended up going to uh, junior college. What I heard from that, Eric, there's a lot, but I think it's really good because the demographic that listens most to the show are high school kickers that are aspiring to be college football players. And I think the biggest uh, amount of in- misinformation you can possibly receive is what you receive most of, right? And it's it's the incentive, uh, people incentivizing going to these uh, ranking and star camps. And I'm not discounting anything, but what I'm trying to say is I'm not going to get Billy to college and neither are those camps. The only person that's going to get Billy to college is Billy. And, and, and let me give you a hypothetical because you said it. I didn't, I'm quoting what you just said. You went to a guy in Vegas um, and did really well, but you knew and he knew that you weren't going to be among the top because you haven't gone and paid him enough money is a different way of saying that. Because if you were bona fide the best kid he saw that year, the, the right thing to do would put you up top. Because Nick Saban at Alabama is fully reliant on people like me and people like you and people on that guy in Vegas to tell him beyond beyond any kind of bias, who is the best and why. And I will always and I will never deviate from this. I have I have talked about kids that have never seen me before, but I've seen them. I see their Twitter stuff and I like it. They're impressive. And I will I will sell that kid over my kid if someone above me asks. And I think that's the problem. And I think that it's awesome that you've seen awesome things about our industry, like Nick Gatto. Find yourself a Nick Gatto, kids, or parents listening, or coaches in college. Confide in people like a Nick Gatto that, that really care about the process and treating each individual as a separate problem, a personal problem, if you will, because it's coaches like that that are bringing about the best products because these kids are constantly trying to refine their process and be better than the kid that's going to each camp and just chasing a better star or ranking. It's such a subjective thing and it's incentivized by money and that's never the best, right? That's not what these coaches want. These coaches need the best because if they don't win on Saturdays, they don't get paid, right? They get, they get fired quickly. It's the highest turnover in sports, man. Um, probably second to NFL head coaches, but still it's not for long. Um, I'm going to shift the focus to college. Now you started as mentioned at Blinn college and you attribute much of the success to the junior college experience. Can you share a little bit more about your time at Blinn? Honestly, I thought it was going to be, you know, just like a cakewalk where I'd go in, you know, essentially quote unquote, spend my time, do my time do well and then get out and then go to Baylor or TC or whatever. And I was quickly hit on like the second day with that is going to be a lot harder than I thought. If you've ever talked to someone that went the junior college route, um, you will quickly find out that it it is, in my opinion, much more of a grind and effort than any of the division one schools, because a lot, uh, I'm I'm talking 75, 80% of the guys that I played with were previously at a division one school, were recruited there, they transferred out, whatever reason, they were already division one talent. They're going into a school that you have to bring your own socks to games, and they're trying to bust their ass to get out of there to go to a big school. So I played with D.D. Westbrook and Damian Riley, like some really 
good talent. Like a lot of these guys that I played with who are, are at the NFL now. Um, and it's only because I, I genuinely believe like they came from a great situation, had some tough times, and then they transferred into this humbling experience and they learned they had to work four times as hard to get out to then go to a bigger division one university. So Cam Newton went to junior college for uh, a year. So he actually went to Blinn. Um, and it was, it was really cool to see that, you know, it's not just like, I don't know, a lot of people think it's just about grades. Like I had a perfectly fine GPA. I just went that route because I knew that it would provide way more opportunities than just hoping to God that I would transfer into this like big school and maybe, you know, work my way up through the ranks. I'd rather just play immediately, get film and have all of that at my disposal. So then I could use that to go to the next, next position, uh, next school. So I went to junior college um, and it's, uh, like I said, it is a grind and you got to bring your A game every day because everybody's trying to get out. So it's like 128% every single practice. And it was really cool to see because if I had taken the mentality that I had before going to junior college, going to like a division one school, I definitely wouldn't have done as well as I did in my career like no question because it was just I had to bring it up 10 times what I thought I had to bring it to uh on a daily basis so I went there and you know I had I had some great games and some not so great games and the it was it was actually pretty interesting because I had I'd never had a teacher kind of make like smart remarks towards me in like a I would say more of a negative way like I was one of his students and uh, he was starting to make comments about like my game the night before. I was like, well, dude, like, what the heck? You're so, like, I thought you were supposed to be a supporter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just, you know, under his breath, he would say stuff. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. So um, yeah, I played there and, and I, I really do attribute like a lot of my success due to the struggles and the essentially failures that I had at junior college. Uh, it, it really did make me the man that I am today. Um, but played, played there for two years and, uh, towards the end, very similar to high school. Uh, but I was, I would say procrastinated a little bit more than I should have. So essentially two weeks before graduating from junior college, I had three or four schools from all over kind of reach out and say, Hey, you know, we love, we love your stuff, you know, good, good game film. You're doing really well. Um, if you finish, you know, the season on like a, on this note or whatever statistic, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to offer you a position. And I did. And then I don't know, they just phones didn't work or for whatever reason, they didn't contact me back. So it was pretty, pretty weird to see like the recruiting in this, in this world, but you know, you had a lot of, a lot of guys promise you the world and then you deliver, but they never, you know, finished, I guess their end. So I was like, all right, well, I was depending on this school for, to go to in, in the last few weeks, I was ready to call them up and go to a visit, but they were, you know, essentially not contacting me back. So I went into the recruiting coordinator's office and said, Hey, I don't have really any, any place that I can confidently say, like, I want to go to. So on the spot, I love him for this. He called up like a handful of coaches. The first call he made was one of the uh, schools that was, I had never even heard of, you know, he had apparently been watching me the whole season and he reached out to Northwestern State and the coach was like emphatically saying, oh, yeah, we'd love to have him. You know, we, we, we've seen a lot of his stuff. 
we, we'd love to have them on a on a on a um, a, a, tour, a tour of the campus and like go on a visit. And within 10 minutes, I had a text from the special teams coordinator saying, yeah, we had an All-American the year before you. Um, he did really well. You know, I was the the, the uh, LSU grad assistant before this school. So I came in, you know, with that experience and all this stuff. And he started telling me about this town in, in Natchitoches, Louisiana, which is beyond me. I, I couldn't even pronounce it. So uh, I looked it up and, you know, I, for some reason, I'd always been drawn to Louisiana. I don't, it could have been the food, who knows. Uh, but uh, I ended up going on a, a visit there uh, after I, I graduated and uh, took a tour of the campus and just completely fell in love with it. It was just, it was a really amazing, you know, facility. Like I like the the way, of course, they're going to butter you up and, and, and tell you all the great things that you want to hear. But it was really nice because the opportunity was there where I, there wasn't a starter coming in for kicker or punter. So it was essentially wide open where everybody there would have to fight for the position. And I decided, OK, I mean, I could go and try my hand at a Division One school like Baylor or TCU and, and maybe by the third year, you know, have a chance. Or I could go to this school that's like less known in the FCF's division and essentially start right away as long as I do what I need to do. And ultimately, that was the decision that led to, you know, me going to to Northwestern State. I like your story, and I think it's important to share your story because junior college, uh, JUCO football is stigmatized. Like there is a a negative feel to it because of a, a few people ruined it for others. And, and usually these perceptions that are negative about JUCO, they didn't, these people didn't go to JUCO, right? So my opinion is this, uh, especially with kicking, punting, and snapping, this is what we're talking about right now, is that these kids think that going to, I don't know, let's just use Alabama because it's a good example. If you go to Alabama as a, a, a walk-on kicker, your freshman year, you might be sixth on a depth chart or fourth, let's be real. If you're the fourth kicker on someone's depth chart, you're never even going to get a practice rep. Instead, a proactive person like yourself said, well, let's go get some more game film. Let's go get some game experience at a college level with Division One athletes who are in flux. Um, to me, that sounds a lot more appealing as a coach, right? I'm, not, I, I'm more inclined to go get you coming off a successful JUCO fall than I am with a kid on my roster who I, I'm not confident enough to give him practice reps yet. Um, to me, that just sounds like a no brainer. So again, for anyone listening to the show, um, take into consideration that junior college could be a great start to, to your idyllic finish. You know, um, it doesn't have to start the way you intended. So, so thank you for that. We have some exciting news at fourth down focus. Um, we're partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in, get in on the action with our football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. Here's how it works. Sign up for our Believe Football Pick'em contest at playactionpools.com and get your picks in each week. We'll select the 10 highest profile NFL and college football games of the week. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week wins a pair of electric sunglasses and DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest Believe that's B L E A V football pick them. And if you're hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor, pick them, as well as a cool sports book style concept called Build Your Bankroll. 
Playactionpools.com, your new home for all office sports pools. Now back to the show. So I was on Twitter recently, and a suggestion came up for an account called Kickers of Earth. This name was obviously appealing to me, so I went and checked it out. To my surprise, it was not another evaluation camp. Instead, the focus was entirely on the athlete's improvement. Kickers of Earth is a breath of fresh air, and it's more than just a Twitter account. Can you share more about this? Yeah, so I, um, you know, after graduating, I had started to, you know, think it was, you know, I was, I was always thinking like throughout my kicking career, like, man, I mean, apart from having a kicking coach, you're basically on your own. You have to find your own way uh, through this confusing journey of kicking and punting. So I was a YouTube and a Google self-taught guy for a long time, you know, apart from Nick. And uh, I had just really done my best to really teach myself how to do this. So after graduating Northwestern State, I was just kind of thinking like, man, there really isn't a resource out there for kickers and punters to just go to on like Saturday night at 8 p.m. to just look online on like how to help themselves. I mean, there's, granted, there are some websites here and there, but it's really not to the level of detail that I was envisioning it could be. So uh, later in like 2019, I just started thinking about names that I could come up with, like, you know, what would Johnny say to his friend, Jim about, you know, a website or like, what would sound cool to people and what could be repeated and what, what embodies like a sense of community and all of these things. And I started writing down, I probably wrote down like a hundred different name names and came across kickers of earth. And I started to think like that pretty much embodies everything that, that you could want in a community and a sense of like, you know, support for, for kickers and punters. So uh, looked it up. Yeah, it was available and I and made the website and I just sort of randomly started writing blog posts. I'd never done it before, but I just figured, you know, I know how to do this. Let me just write about it. And I wasn't trying to make it like this extremely popular page. I was just trying to see, you know, if I can at least help one person develop themselves mentally, physically, or, or technic- technically or whatever, then I've accomplished my job. Uh, as long as they have a resource to where I can just say, hey, you know, there really isn't anything out there. You should check out this website. I, I wrote it about this exact same topic because, you know, I've been around hundreds of kickers and I've heard a lot of different things that they're struggling with. So why not just make it yourself? And I started making a lot of posts. And as things started to pick up, I started to get more and more questions and messages like, hey, you know, thank you so much for for making this, you know, I, I genuinely appreciate it. There really isn't anything out there. And it was just nice to hear because I did feel like there was a sense of purpose that I could finally like get into. Cause you know, once you're done with football, you kind of just get out and like you, you walk past the doors and you're just looking around like, well, what next? <laughs> like, I don't know what to do next. And that this is the, the best way that I could think of in, in terms of giving back. I mean, football is the reason that I had the opportunity to get a scholarship and was beyond blessed because there really isn't that many people that go to college on a scholarship and get an education and get to play football at the next level. Like it's the least I could do is, is find a way to get back in some way, shape or form. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy that I have a way to educate the kickers and punters and, and coaches and parents on this whole confusing topic of, of kicking and punting. For those that don't understand the football thing, uh, 
because I, I think it's it's similar to a lot of other things I imagine. But you know, I played football, but I imagine being a part of a baseball team and just a team in general, maybe not even sport related, but my point is I'll get to it. I think that you and I have found a way to stay very close to something that was very close to us for more than just a game of football. I think football, it was a second family. Uh, It was probably the, probably some catalyst some very, very impactful moments of your life where maybe at a practice or after a practice or around teammates or under the influence of a coach that's giving you direction um football is special and it's much bigger than the game i think it's it's i'm in love with with i'm not really in i honestly don't love watching football games is that weird i can't for four hours hold my undivided attention even for my alma mater my miami hurricanes i well especially these days but that's a that's a bad example like tonight for example austin Seibert. I love him. He is a, a, a really good dude. I, I'm, I'm honored to work with him in the off seasons. And even like yesterday, we were on a Zoom call in the hotel looking at his uh, September 19th practice film. I will watch him play tonight, but I'll take a break from the game. My point is, is it's, it's everything else about football that I just can't get enough of. Right. And I think that's why I'm staying so close to this thing. Football is it makes me feel good. It, it I meet people like you, you know, like I. I, I stay in touch with old players who are now moms and dads, you know, and I, I meet new players that are their nephews. It's football has given me way more than I can ever give it, but it's cool. And I think you're chasing the same thing. I am. You almost feel like obligated to keep giving as much as you possibly can, because you're thankful. You're grateful, I should say. And I think that's a really good quality. It sounds like you're grateful and keep it up, man. Keep being great too. I have one final question for you. Uh, you recently released a book called The Art of Kicking, another wonderful title. Uh, can you share what inspired you to write this? Uh, perhaps what you learned from the experience of writing this and the process and you know it takes and maybe uh, ways people can get a hold of this book. Yeah. So I was, I mean, I, I essentially it's it's it was kind of inspired, like I said, because there really isn't a resource. Uh, out there for kickers and punters to have to, to teach themselves. And, you know, if you don't have a way to go to a coach every other, you know, once a month or twice a month or go to these camps, you know, you're, you're basically out of luck, you know, and, that, and that's kind of it. Um, you know, there are some people that live in States where the nearest coach is the next state over, yeah. you know, there's just some crazy circumstances to where they just have no option. And I get messages all the time, you know, in regards to that, but um you know, in 2020, I just, you know, granted, I was forced to kind of just not do anything for a while. Uh, and it was just another one of those moments where, man, I mean, really, I love coaching and helping out, but it, it seems like I'm saying essentially the same thing 20 different ways. So why don't I just compile everything that I've ever learned into one resource so they can essentially do it for them, you know, teach themselves in, in some way. Um and, and, you know, granted it was a, definitely a process, but I, I say it's, you know, it's all of my years of kicking and punting compiled into one, one resource where I went to all these coaches, you know, I went to, you know, at least like a dozen coaches at this point uh, in my life. And I had heard from all these guys and they all said kind of the same thing in the same way, um, but just maybe phrased a little differently. And it was just a, a, a lot of, the things that you hear all the time, at least in like a more condensed version, 
you know, I try to make it as, as simple and easy to read as possible so that anybody anywhere that has never kicked a ball or someone that's been doing it for 20 years already can pick it up and say, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like I can do that. And it was also done with the intention of trying to reduce injury because unfortunately there's a lot of information out there that is more or less like what they learned and only them learn, they've learned, not like a practical proven concept. So I've seen a lot of guys that get injured because of some information that was passed along and it's not in their best interest. So essentially like they're teaching them a way to get injured. <laughs> and I wanted to make it a very easy to read short book that can provide lifetime knowledge to these players so that they can essentially get a scholarship or they can have the confidence to coach their players or the parents can read it and they can finally know how to communicate to their kid about this, that, or the other. Um, and essentially at like a very low cost, you know, resource, you can now have this way of communicating or understanding this whole world of, of kicking and punting kind of condensed into a couple pages. Yeah. And don't forget about coaches. There's a lot of height. There's 17,000 plus high school coaches times, however many are on their staffs that know nothing about kicking. And this could be a wonderful resource for, for, for those people as well. Um, I won't, I won't say college coaches are that much better, but I do think they have a little more passion in knowing the general gist of what it is they need, you know, out of a kicker, punter, a snapper. But Eric, I, I want to thank you again for, for joining us here today. And I always ask my, my guests to share a few ways the audience can reach you should they have any questions. So I have, I mean, it's, I try to make it easy for everyone to find me online. Uh, it's at Kickers of Earth on all social media platforms. So YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, even Facebook, but my website at uh, kickersofearth.com. And then the, the book itself is The Art of Kicking on Amazon. And then there's also a journal, which is essentially going to track your performance from field goals, puns, kickoffs. You know, how did you feel today? What were you working on? It just keeps it super easy for yourself to see your performance over time. Uh, and that's also The Art of Kicking and then the word journal. So uh, you should type that in, you know, be super easy to find. But uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to me and uh, I will be happy to help you in any way. I can't thank you enough, man. Uh, it was awesome that you were able to share information that can and will benefit so many people both on and off the football field. Uh, please give us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe to the show and share it with a friend. If you have questions related to the podcast or suggestions for future topics and guests, you can reach me, Dan Lundy, in several ways. Uh, my website is fourthdownu.com. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm at fourthdownu. Facebook and LinkedIn, you can find me by simply searching Dan Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Bets Online. We'll see you next week with an exciting new guest. I hope 2021 is treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones 
who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.